This Mother's Day, don't forget to celebrate mom for everything she does with a bouquet from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order early at 1-800-Flowers, you can get $25 off two dozen assorted roses, plus a free vase. Moms deserve the best, so 1-800-Flowers only lets the most beautiful roses make it off their farms and to her door. Lock in your order for guaranteed Mother's Day delivery at 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet. Don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, coca bop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, coca bop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. I met a girlfriend, Trisket. She said, Trisket, biscuit, ice cream, soda pop, and air on top. Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street. Ten times a week. I'm at it. I said it. I sold my mom's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Suck you in the stomach three more times. More times. Did you love the search for the perfect rental on a Friday night? Finally settling on something you would someday regret until you do a podcast about movies? I know I did. Welcome to Mike and Anthony's Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. It's a building. What's fun about that? Bring our take on a classic movie every Monday from the 80s, 90s, and beyond during which we will play the game and open up a six-pack of favorite scenes. We also point out a couple of generic scenes as well. At the end of the show, we will rate the movie 1 to 24 cans. One can is a dirty hotel in New York hearing shots outside your window. And 24 24 cans is Susan's sweet embrace. But before we get to all that, we want to let you know that we have a website. It's a wonderful place, sodapopcultureclub.com, where you can make your own movie suggestions. So if you want to guarantee we do your movie, all you have to do is make a donation of $25 using our Venmo or PayPal. The name is at Soda Pop Culture Club. And don't forget to make sure you say what it is for when you make your donation. We also strongly encourage you to email us, letting us know why you want us to do the movie you request. And you can email us at Mike and Anthony at SodaPopCultureClub.com. If you don't use the request portal, that is, because the request portal is easy and it's also on the website. So there you go. And if you want to support our show with that, without making a movie request, it's easy. Just hit our merch link and buy something. We have shit like T-shirts, hoodies, fanny packs. Hell yeah. crazy. We yeah. do. We do. Good I might, even, might even make one with your picture on it. Good stuff. Well, Ooh. mediocre when your picture's on it. A fanny pack with my picture on it? <laughs> I and would buy that. People wear it on their back so your head is right above their ass at all times. There you go. A couple more things. Don't forget to share the show with your friends. Check out our Instagram, at Mike and Anthony, where we post thirst traps of Anthony's belly roll. We also have a Twitch channel, and I have not been using it lately, but I will on Tuesdays eventually. So just keep your eye open. (laughs) And go to Apple Podcasts. We really need people to go there, subscribe, leave five-star reviews, and leave comments, because it would be super awesome. It helps us grow our show. 
So, Anthony, do you have anything you want to say now about what we're doing this week? Oh, I sure do. So, this movie is a statement that changes a couple times in a guy's life. As a young kid, you say, I wish I was big. means totally a different thing than later on life where you're like, I wish I was big. That's, that's. (laughs) Do you you want me to just. No, let me go. You play the trailer, then I'll break it down. For Josh Baskin, life was a little unfair. Until he made a little wish. I wish I were big. Twentieth Century Fox presents Tom Hanks. Big. I turned into a grown-up, Mom. I made this wish on a machine, and it turned me into a grown-up. So now what? You get a job. Cannot get a job. I play with all of this stuff, and then I tell them what I think. Can they pay you for that? Suckers! Vice President. He's only been here a week. See that girl over there in the red? Short upper legs around you so tight, you'll be begging for mercy. Well, I'll stay away from her then. I loved your ideas on the squeezy doll line. Thanks. What were you like when you were younger? Go well, I wasn't much different. Who are you? I'm his girlfriend. I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Yeah. Okay. But I get to be on top. What is so special about Baskin? He's a grown-up. How do I feel about what? How do you, how do you feel about me? You're only young once. This is important! I'm your best friend. What's more important than that, huh? But for Josh... I miss my family, Susan, and I want to go home. Oh, my God, you're married. It just might last a lifetime. You'll never forget Tom Hanks. It's Beluga. In big. Here's our breakdown by the numbers directed by Penny Marshall and starring Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Perkins, Jared Rushton. David Moscow, Robert Logia, Logia, Logia. I never get that right. I've had before. John Hurd, John Lovitz, Mercedes Rule, and Deborah Joe Rupp, aka Kitty Foreman. Big was released on June third, nineteen eighty-eight, taking in one hundred and fifty-one point seven million at the box office, Woo! against an eighteen million dollar budget. It scores 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 97% on Rotten Maters. Wow. People love, love this movie. It is crazy. They just, they just love this movie because to everybody, they love everything with Tom Hanks, I'm sure. That's kind of how well, it yeah. goes. I mean, <laughs> what don't you love by him? So do you want me to throw this fact out? Uh, yes, yeah, it's right here. You throw the All fact right. out, then we'll play the game. Let's do it. So... In her second moving movie directing assignment, Penny Marshall became the first female director to 
ever direct a film that made more than a hundred million at the box office. Big ups, Penny Marshall. Good job. That's amazing. And they, really, That's the me. only reason it didn't happen before that is because they didn't let women direct as much as they should have. Right. Which still an amazing fact, even though yeah. it's it's like an amazing fact, even though it's a shitty fact because yeah, it should have happened those, way before that. It should have been like, like in the eighties. It's such bullshit. <laughs> or before no, the seventies. It didn't happen before that. Yeah. All right. So you ready to play the game? Okay. And we're going to do the game. The game is where I read Anthony three reviews. One of them I made up. Three movie reviews, that is. Not just three random reviews. Uh, and, and he has to guess which one I made up. You two can guess along and see if I fool you, right? Because I might. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you? All right. Yes. Okay. All right. Matt Brunson of Bitch, Creative Screen went blank. <laughs> what happened? Oh, not allowed to read my face anymore. Oh. Matt, Matt okay. Brunson of Creative Loafing, a disarmingly sweet movie, but has scruples. Steve Rhodes, Internet Reviews. Hanks gives one of the best performances of his impressive career. Kevin Raleigh, That Little Movie Blog, an unconventional summer blockbuster that stole our hearts and had us asking what if. All right. What was the first one again? Who was the guy that did it? Matt Brunson of Creative Loafing. Okay. Here's Steve the thing. Steve Rhodes, Internet Reviews. Kevin Raleigh, That Little Movie Blog. Um... So I'm going to guess the first one. Okay. And why? Because of the review itself. Okay. So. Tell me me if I'm right or wrong first. The one that it wasn't was for sure is Steve Rhodes of Internet Reviews. Hanks gives one of the best performances of his impressive career. So you are correct that that is not it. Okay. However, it was Kevin Raleigh. The, so. That little movie blog, an unconventional summer blockbuster that stole our hearts and had us asking what if, and Kevin Raleigh is, um, um what's his name's character? The, 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 uh, in, uh, meet the parents, the guy who carved the okay. thing. Owen so Wilson. I was, I was going to say my second choice would have been that last review only yeah, because of the end of it. It made us, ask what if because that there's some stuff in this movie that the what if thing is creepy <laughs> what if they didn't make this fucking movie right no just the what <laughs> ifs that yeah that, yeah you know, uh but there, funny we'll though is that, that is an amalgamation of other reviews i saw some and i thought well i will take a piece of this one and a piece of that one and i put them together and so those are things you would have read yeah and a little different word. I don't. The, yeah. Because I don't cheat. So I don't cheat. So I've got some facts yeah. I want to go on before we go over some things. Okay. Um, Anne Spielberg, Steven's sister, wrote the big script with Gary Ross with the idea that Harrison Ford would star and the elder Spielberg would direct. Uh, Steven, of course. When they dropped out, producer James L. Brooks presented the script to Penny Marshall, and that's how she ended up getting at that. So interesting that Harrison Ford was yeah. going to be there. Okay, so here's another one. 
good one. Tom Hanks was the first choice, but he was busy with other projects at the time. Marshall asked several other big names of the time, including Kevin Costner, Warren Beatty, and Dennis Quaid, who all said no. Albert Brooks gave her the same answer, saying he didn't want to play a kid. John Travolta really wanted to do it, but the studio didn't want Travolta because at the time he was box office poison. And this is what something she wrote in her memoirs uh, later. Uh, Sean Penn was deemed too young and Gary Busey auditioned, but Marshall didn't think he could pull off playing an adult. <laughs> Fucking weird. Wait, question <laughs> Fucking weird. Real quick. <laughs> yes. Of those people, can you like, could you imagine any of them doing this? Uh, no. I, Dennis Quaid would be the closest. That's that's who I was going to say. And that's why I was wondering what you thought. That was the one name that stuck out. I was like, obviously it's not Tom Hanks, but of any Tom of those Hanks actors, is great, but, of yeah. any of those actors, I would say Dennis Quaid is the one that I could see. He has totally that charm. Not. He has the oh, boyish yeah, yeah, charm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He has that boyish charm. Okay. So here's some other ones. Wanting to make a family friendly commercial film. De Niro at first accepted Marshall's offer. So Robert De Niro was offered this role and De Niro and Jared Rushton, who played Billy, um, who played Joss's childhood friend, Billy even hung out in Marshall's driveway, skateboarding and shooting hoops. However, De Niro's $6 million price tag was ultimately too expensive. And after declining Marshall's offer to pay him with her own salary, she was actually going to pay him. De Niro dropped out, but his short lived attachment helped to raise the project's profile in Hollywood. So when approached about starring for a second time, that's when Hanks said yes. So so remember he was too busy to before, but yeah. then once De Niro was like, you know, big time. Yeah. Just and like then, in the preview. Big time. I'm, I'm on my way. way. I'm, I'm making, making it. it. Yeah. Um, and I've got a quick Deborah Winger fact, you know, uh Missy from Urban Cowboy or yes. Sweaty Legs and All. Um <laughs> the actress. <laughs> The actress kept asking her director friend Penny if the gender could be switched for the protagonist, but Marshall explained to Winger that she couldn't see a way to make a 35-year-old man in a relationship with a 12-year-old girl, not to be something from Penthouse or Hustler. Yeah. And that is so true, because it's already a problem. Yeah, he's got, he's holding up a picture of Big for me. Yep, he, he's there. He's a <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. All right. So are you ready to get into this, uh, man? So it's funny. I'm just going to say that because you said that. So on my wall right in front of me where we where I podcast, um, I have a bunch of DVD placards. Yeah, they're like movie box covers, I'd say. Right. But they're like, you know, thick plastic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just funny because right in front of me, dead center is the one for big. Yeah. Tom Hanks glistening face right there. Really anyway, big too. Big. Yeah. Big so face. I just looked up. I was like, oh shit, that's right there. Um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um the Deborah Winger thing, that's funny, just because we've you know, very had our discussions about how she was in a movie that was highly inappropriate well, in in she, that she she's scenario. done Urban Cowboy where she's played the battered girlfriend and wife. Terms of endearment, which killed us all offers an officer and a gentleman officer if you've seen and that gentleman, yes and then like so then you want to be a female pedophile and big no no not you want to be sorry. you want to be pedoed you by a pedoed. dude like deborah winger you're a great actress and i do love you really but man you're it's like your catalog is getting crazy choices 
choices, man. I'm glad Penny turned her down from that because No, I do um, love Deborah Winger. I really do. She's done some fantastic work. She did that thing. show with um say, uh, Sam, what's his name? Uh, and uh, Ashton Kutcher on uh Netflix. What was that where he's played the football star? I forget. She was his uh, mother. The uh oh shit. They, that was a good show. Oh god. Until the, the ranch. The ranch. The ranch. Until that guy, the rooster or whatever, got caught yeah. was got canceled for <laughs> I think was it did he have a rape allegation? He was a rapist. Actually he was he, convicted, wasn't he? He was a rapist Scientologist. So all right. So with that rapist, in mind He was a rapatologist. Rapatologist. So with that in mind, we're gonna go on with this. Are you ready to go, man? I'm ready I'm to read. I'm ready. I'm gonna start it off. Oh, I'm you're gonna read today? I'm gonna start it off now. Now it's these two paragraphs. Can you handle that? Um, one, two, let me, uh, words. Lots of words. Left to right, up and down. And I got it. Okay. Okay, go. All right. 12-year-old Josh Baskin is told that he is too short for a carnival ride called the Super Loops, not the Fruit Loops. While attempting to impress a girl who really has no interest in him. We all know that. <laughs> Dejected and sad with a shark hat on, he inserts coin into an antique fortune teller machine called Zoltar and makes a wish to be big overall, not just in one part overall Zoltar dispenses a card stating your wish is granted. But Josh notices that the machine has been unplugged the entire time. What the F the next morning, Josh finds that he has grown into an adult with underoos on. He tries to locate the machine, but finds that the carnival has moved on to its next destination. Returning home, he tries to explain his predicament to his mother, who, freaking terrified, as you would be with a grown <laughs> dude up in your shit, refuses to listen and threatens him with a knife, thinking he's a stranger who has kidnapped her son, fleeing from her. He then finds his best friend, Billy, and convinces him of his identity by singing a song that only they know with Billy's help. He learns that it will take some time to find the Zoltar machine again. So Josh rents a flop house in New York city and gets a job as a dad entry clerk at the McMillan toy company working there you right go. beside Mr. Lovitz, Mr. Lovitz. Yeah. I don't know the name of his character in the movie. It's awful. Isn't it? But I do want to go over a few things So the movie. I think this movie gets it right. Which at this part? beginning. Which part? So the part where he goes big, right? Where he makes the wish, I think, because it takes us on a pretty good journey of his discovery, him getting up and his realization, you know, when he hits the floor, looking in the mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, his deep voice, him, th his mother thinking he's a robber when he comes back and him thinking that not that she's afraid of him, but that he's an idiot and didn't wipe his feet before yeah. he came in the house. Sorry. Like, sorry. <laughs> I love, I made this for you. The little yeah. statue thing he breaks. And then ultimately the thing oh, that gets right. Baseball team is gone. <laughs> and ultimately the thing that I think it gets right really well is Billy being the one to believe him because you would have to be young enough to still believe in some sort yeah. of magic in this world. Well, um, and to be able to take that leap to think that that's him because an adults are all jaded and yeah. life has beaten you down. You don't believe in that magic. I think, uh, I, I think it's that. And also the fact that like when you're that age and you've yeah. got that friend, 
they're the only one that knows all that shit, you know? Oh yeah. The weird, the weird in jokes, all the shit. There's, there's like, you know, that there, and again, this is before internet, social media, everything. So if you have a best friend, they know your shit. So it's not hard to convince them that here you go. I think at that age, it's a lot easier. I don't, I think if they were in college, they'd be like, what the fuck you talking about? Get out of here, you know. Well, in college, yeah, because you're drunk. And you're like, you're already big too. What is she talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Now the whole reason though he does this stupid shit is is because of that girl. And you're right, that girl. Oh. I can't see a world where she's in uh, because she values two things that I can tell. Well, okay. Driving and independence. Here's here's. The Are you other. here alone? Here's the other thing with that though. <laughs> First of all. Her boyfriend seems very nice, but he's a dork. Yeah. Even though he seems cool at the time to her in that movie, you look at that guy, you're like, you're a fucking dork. It's one of those like looking back on kind of things. You're like, when you look at the popular girls in school and the, the guys they went for, like you're all fucking geeks. You're fucking dorks. Anyway, like, and they thought you were the dork. So there you go. Fucking candy stripe starter jacket and <laughs> your acid wash jeans and all so whatever fuck off um but uh yeah so the other thing with that though when you're saying she's just not that into him um if you will when you're that age so basically i think it's like pretty much like junior high to high school yeah there's an area there where if somebody is a year younger or older than you, that's kind of the cutoff line. It's a, it's a deep it's chasm. Like, it, it's if, if somebody is more than a year younger than you, hell no. There's a thing there where I think when like, I was in high school, like two, a grade, girl two years younger than people could go two, out with a grade or two behind you. Yeah. Unless I guess you flunked, but uh, a grade or two behind <laughs> you. Like, that's like taboo. It's like, oh no, you won't ever live that down. Can't do it. it yeah, it 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 is weird. I think it happens more guy to girl going younger than girl to guy going younger. Like very rarely is yeah. it a girl dating the younger guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, and and but like uh, Penny Marshall said, that looks that was less taboo at the time. You know, a uh, uh, a senior could go out with a freshman or a sophomore, and it wouldn't feel weird. I mean, look at. Uh, Look at 16 Candles, Jake. Well, yeah, the guy going out with a younger girl. Again, this is just, if you want to say it's society or what has Back been, then, that was... I think either way, but no, no, I'm saying for her with Josh, no yeah. way. You know, that was day, too big of a... You, a younger dude that's shorter than you, fuck, nah. Yeah, no, no. Not happening. That's, that's not happening, not happening ever. I don't think so. It's like, uh, how did he not know better? I understand set your sights high, but when you set your sights high and you have to actually look up at the girl, no, that's too high. But Billy did him a solid though later on and got the intel. He did tell him that she no. just got dumped that guy. Yeah, and Billy did not do well. He said, you're in. He what said, you're in that's because she's no. out with another guy. He didn't say, you know, he forgot. He didn't get the intel that you were in, in the sense that you're in because she said so, he just but said she's know. available. That doesn't yeah. mean you're in. And he even said, Billy, that doesn't mean Josh. Have a bed. He didn't get to finish it. Yeah, it's true. 
<laughs> oh man! Before he so, what did out, you think about the transformation? What did you uh, did you? So it was it was really funny, you know. Tom Hanks hitting his head on the bunk bed and all the you know putting his trying to put on his little pants and all because it's like all the stuff he's used to. He doesn't know he's big at that yeah. point. And it's like you know the the um the the comedy in it, the physical comedy was great. Yeah, and then, good. You know, going in front of the mirror, looking behind the mirror, like what is it, you know? But then also the big thing here is <laughs> big, but what every kid would do is <laughs> every boy look down and pull out your underwear and be like, oh whoa, <laughs> what the heck is that? that? That's where. Wait a second, if this is real, <laughs> is this real? You know, that's yeah. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Now. After he talks to Billy and Billy believes him, Billy, um, they to believe him though he had to do the rap. Do you know the rap? I was going to ask you the the song. Do you the know rap? the rap? They called it a rap on this thing, but they do. It's not a rap. It's a in song. That, in the notes that I that I got off of Wikipedia, they it? called it a rap. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet. Don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, coca bop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, coca bop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. I met a girlfriend, Trisket. She said, Trisket, biscuit, ice cream, soda pop, and air on top. Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street ten times a week. I met it. I said it. I sold my mom's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Suck you in the stomach three more times. Three more times. <laughs> he knows yeah, it. I know yes. It. Fuck yeah. Yes, he knows it. Okay, okay. Now, but Billy gets him sorted out, doesn't he? He gets him money. He gets yes. him to that flop house or hotel, that yes. seedy motel that, or whatever it is. Oh my gosh, that hotel. Wow. I want to know what the guy was yelling at him outside, you know, that he put the, like the, the, in, in Spanish, I, I would assume. I wonder yeah. what he was yelling that was at, at the room. I just don't, I want to know. Someone probably knows. I just don't know. I would love to know that. Maybe we could Google that. I don't know. Throw it into the Google machine. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I don't want to Google right now. But I do want to say that Billy is really cool. He skips class to come and hang out with him and help him. And I, I like how they land on finding a job because they find out it's going to what take six weeks Yeah, to find that machine. Yes. I don't think Billy's cool, but I don't think skipping class is a big deal for him, especially after seeing how he performed in gym class. I don't <laughs> think they're going to miss him. Fucking lamp. I don't think they're going to miss him in English class or math class or anything. But he was kind of bullied by that teacher, though, making him pick up yeah, all the, the balls that the were thrown at him. The teacher's a dick. Yeah, that's kind of a dick but move. I think gym class teachers are dicks in general. The kind, back then, they had, that, them, that, yeah. back then they had that little machismo, and if you weren't there, like the... No, yeah. you know, you, you have to stereotype that gym teachers back in the day are failed athletes. Yeah. So they have an edge to them. I get it. Right. Um, they have to pick I, on somebody. I want to say this. He helps them find a job and everything and gets them that hotel, gets all this. So it makes me think that I think Billy is way more equipped to handle this transformation. Like it sounds like he would have been like a little bit more get my shit together and get this done than Josh was. Cause Josh is a little more hapless in my um, opinion. You know what? I agree and disagree. Of course you do. Well, I get what you're saying, but I feel like Billy, I think he's, pre- he he's, pre- he's more of a manager 
Billy's a mover and a shaker, so yeah, it makes me is, think he's the guy. What we find out about Billy, I think, it, which is kind of funny because, you know, you see him in gym class and all this stuff. You find out what Billy's about, what he actually, and we saw this earlier. He's like, I got the info. You're in. She's available. Like, he you can, can see down to her flowers. <laughs> he has all the info. It's, yeah, he can, he can oversee things. Like he's a managerial type. He probably had this, is. Had this transaction or transition happened to him, I don't fucking know if he'd be able to handle it emotionally. But who knows? I think he was already like, you know, he's one of those like, I can help you get through this. I don't know if I can go through it. He's a good support animal, whatever you want to call it. He no, he's a leader. <laughs> he's a manager. He can like I will. I'm a delegator. I'll tell you what to do. I will show you where to go to the bank <laughs> with your paycheck. Now, the one place that I thought was interesting was when they're in the diner and they're looking for jobs and he says computers or something like that. And, and that's oh, what Josh wants to do. He's like you and your stupid computers. That's awesome. Like, that's the wave of the future. That's Billy didn't see that. Billy is also not a good leader. <laughs> <laughs> but once he read toys, he was like, so yeah josh gets that job um you know that's it's amazing like he could do that job that data entry job as a 13 year old more efficient than the guy sitting next to him probably because you know younger people tend to grow up with computers tend well, to be more natural with it we are and we had the foreshadowing earlier where he was doing the computer the game yes <laughs> that's stupid so we game. already had that and so we knew he he knew at this point in time too. you think about it, like adults didn't know their way around computers. Oh, no, no, much. no. You know, when computers came out, even now, I mean, there's still people, but like, y- you know, you you've grown up, you know, and you're at any job. Yeah. You have the I don't want to say older people and say older people because that can't work a computer. Well, seasoned individuals. Yes, but you can't work in computer and it's because you weren't exposed to that at an early age. And it's hard, you and know, so it's harder. The learning curve is much and higher. It, I feel like it's it's funny because like it's like computers, video games. Yeah. Like if you know, if you're not exposed, it's just like a lot of things. If you're not exposed in an early age to it, you can't pick up on it as well. I'd agree. I've been playing video games since late seventies when Pong came out. So you can't, you know, it's funny because like, I mean, you think about it, like as silly as people thought video games were back in the day and computers and everything, but it's like, (laughs) it's one of those things like if you, but like it's partly when you were born too, because if you were not on that shit at an early age, it's really hard for you to pick that stuff up. I would agree. I would agree. Big time. So Thank you God have a for Mario. Six, you have a six pack here. Uh, um, yes, I do. I do. Let um, me hit the. Yeah. Uh, yes. The first paycheck. And how would you like that? Three dimes, a hundred dollar bill and 87 ones. That is classic. I love that. It the is classic. Like, do you remember when you would take a check and get it cash and they might ask you that? Yes. That is something I haven't heard in so long. So I remember anytime I would ever cash a check, I always would say whatever's easiest. 
you know? Yes. It's, most people would, but that's awesome. As a kid, like, <laughs> this is how I want it. Because I want to know why they needed 86 ones. Is it for vending machines or something? I mean, you think about that. Who knows? Strip clubs. I don't know. They ain't going to, well, Josh they, could. They might. Hey, guess what? <laughs> He was already living in a whorehouse hotel, so I don't even know. All right. All right. Are you ready for this next section? Yes. All right. Josh meets the the company's owner, Mr. McMillan, at FAO Schwartz, and impresses him with his insight into current toys and childlike enthusiasm. They play a duet on a walking piano, and then McMillan invites Josh to a massive marketing campaign pitch meeting with senior executives. Unimpressed with the toy being pitched, Josh shocks and challenges the executives with a simple declaration that the toy is not fun. And while his follow-up suggestions invigorate the team for new ideas, he earns the animosity of Paul Davenport. Meanwhile, a pleased McMillan promotes Josh to vice president in charge of product development. He soon attracts the attention of Susan Lawrence, a fellow executive, much to the dismay of her former boyfriend, Davenport. Josh becomes increasingly entwined in his adult life by spending time with her, mingling with her friends and being in a steady relationship. All right. This is, I want to say that this last, this, this part of the movie is where I feel Josh finds his groove as an adult, or as yeah. we say now, hashtag adulting um, in today's wording. Of course, well, he's got so. Kitty Foreman getting him an edited copy of the Giants Bronco Super Bowl. That's commercials. So yeah, it's all good. He's, he's in there. He is in the business world. Because that's what you do. You fail upwards. When oh, you get gosh. higher up, you're like, I can make people do shit and I yeah. really have to do shit. I want to, you know, and there's a, if people are listening, there's a, I listen to a podcast called The Dollop. And The Dollop does uh, American history stuff and they do stories, but they did um, Steven Seagal. It took them three Ooh. episodes of an hour and a half long to do a Steven Seagal. And he is the best, most failing upwards loser. Piece of shit. Uh, piece rapist. of shit that I have ever heard of. I don't want to say rapist. I don't want to. I would say that because he is allegedly rapist. But just going to say, you listen to that and you will hear, you will wonder how people like that can have that much money and be that awful. It, it really, really takes your standards of society and drops them. Um. Yeah. I. Oh, God. Yeah. Like. And he was married to Kelly LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. The chicken, uh, weird, weird science, guy. which is totally hot. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to, um, what was she in with him? Hard to kill or. I think so. She was is in that, one of them. She was in with him, but she got out of the, his relationship. Luckily, <sighs> um, Steven Seagal, you suck, dude. He does. You, you suck. Yeah. For many. Reasons. So, I want to hit a six pack, my six pack first, because I want to do it in the order of how they come up in the movie. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit this. And that's when he meets his, uh, uh, the CEO there, Mr. McMillan or the owner, I guess you'd call him. They do the piano scene. And it, my six pack is pretty much the piano scene and everything that happens in that so store. But that toy store that he does, like the, when he gets shot and he does the little death spasm and just he, he Tom Hanks. Wow. Do you remember master... what, what he was playing when he got the death spasm? He was playing laser tag. No, he wasn't. What was he playing? That was Photon. Photon. See, I don't know the name that of it. That was not laser tag. That was Photon. A generic I used, knockoff? I used to have Photon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 
but but no, he but Tom Hanks, he just in this movie, he's so great that he you feel like he's just another one of those kids playing. And but the but the piano scene itself, I think that's like a top five movie scene ever, like in all movies. Uh, it is. I'm I'm not even like, going to disagree with you there. Like when people think, you know, Gone with the Wind, frankly, Scarlet, you know, um, you know, when the dude gets on the plane in Casablanca, you know, which I love. This right here, though, it's if you haven't seen the image of him and and Robert Loggia standing next to each other, then you haven't paid attention because it's on all the time. They show that, that that you know what I gotta say. Like I would have to really think about what's better. That's when you say it's That's top good. five, it's that good. It's it's it, I would really have to sit down and think about if I was ranking top, you know, five, ten scenes in a movie ever. I don't know how many like would come above that. When the uh, DeLorean disappears the first time goes travel when they and they look back in the fire between their legs. That's back to the future has some yeah. good scenes. That's, that's a good one, cool. but but like, I still think this one's slightly better. <laughs> it is, and it's drawn out too. It's a long scene, and it's so good. And oh. now, because I picked that as my six pack, I have a fact here. Uh, Robert Loggia portrayed McMillan, who was modeled after then FAO Schwartz CEO Peter L. Harris. After Loggia and Hanks spent months at home practicing the routine on huge cardboard piano keys the two showed up for shooting and noticed dancers on standby motivated by the perceived slight Loggia remembered telling the stuntmen to take a hike and performing the sequence with Hanks in just about one take that is fucking baller take a hike that's what it said take a hike go find Lincoln Hawks I'm doing my uh (laughs) I was doing my uh necessary roughness voice Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in that, too. You, the big O, me, the little D. <laughs> He's good. He's great, man. He's, that's the third movie Jack, we've done with him. Jack, it doesn't work for me. None of this works for me. This jacket don't work for me. Yeah, he's... he's. Uh, Let us pray. Uh, I love that when he... he, he he's, he's fucking awesome. Nothing you know, fits right. I, I, so, it's funny, like, because we've had these guys in a couple of movies we've done... Him and now I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, uh, but Major League Lou, yeah, the those man. two are great character. Those two actors. are great fucking character actors. They should be but in the same movie. They should. They they, they should have been. Should have been because right I think now. Robert's not with us call anymore. This right now, I heard they might be. They're supposed to be rebooting or remaking Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Those two should be in it. Well, God I think it. one of them's dead. I think that's Robert. Yeah, he died in 2015, unfortunately. Well. So he's not with us anymore. So This is what CGI is for. Let's bring Yeah, you're in. right. If they could put Princess Leia's face on one girl, oh, yes. they can do this for us. Now, I want to go back to the um, the adulting thing, because one of the other things in, in this section, he like I said, he has this six-pack scene, and then he goes into that meeting, and he lays waste to Davenport's idea, his, his building idea, like he is Godzilla or some shit. Like he's fucking like, fuck this building. This is stupid. It's a goddamn it's... skyscraper. <laughs> yes. But here's where he drops another bomb. And I have another six pack. Okay. 
And he comes up with the insect transformers. And then what's his name? It's like, nobody just comes in here and says, nobody just says bugs. <laughs> like, like, uh, like he doesn't think anybody else can have an original thought or idea. Like really. Right. Right. And say bug in a meeting. Um, can we give, uh, some side props here? Yeah, sure. The, Do you ass- want another six- the, a- no, not a six pack. The asshole in this movie. Yes. It's also our favorite. Kevin McAllister's dad. Dad. Well, we also thought he was a shitty dad, too, if you remember correctly. And he was. And here's the funny thing. Did, did you ever see the movie Gladiator? Uh, do you remember? The, oh, the Not original one? The boxing movie. Yeah, with Cuba Gooding Jr. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Yes. And the guy, I can't remember his name, but he was the other Marine on trial and a few good men. The sheriff in uh, in Rambo in First Blood, is, Rambo, huh? The sheriff in First Blood. Oh no no oh oh! No. You're talking about the kid. You're talking about the kid. Yeah, uh, I know you're talking about Tommy or what? What do they call his name? And, what was his name in that? But his dad in that in Gladiator was him too. Oh, shitty dad. He had a but in that's that's what I'm saying. He's a shitty dad in every fucking movie. <laughs> he wouldn't been a good dad here, but he didn't have the chance. Oh, anyway. He's a oh, dick to kids. Exactly. He's a shitty not dad here. If he had been a dad and gotten her pregnant, he would have been a shitty dad. All right, I want to hit your six pack now because I think I you want to talk dad. about what happens I next. I do. All right. So we have Josh getting promoted. Check this out. Gets his new apartment. Oh, yeah. That's a real six pack. That's he a real just open. Just crack that can. Tap that <laughs> ass. Bitch. Go ahead. Man. Um, get, Josh gets his new apartment. Uh, now this, it's funny watching this now because I wonder how many people got ideas from this for their own man caves at home. You have the pinball machine, Pepsi machine, the trampoline, trampoline, you have have 15 foot ceilings, but <laughs> that's what he I don't know. I don't know about the trampoline per se, maybe bunk beds. See, I'd go more sex swing than trampoline. I don't know. Separated uh, only, whoa! But, whoa! Um, no, hey! It's, it, it's funny you you watch this because like, you think about so many people that do man caves now. Yeah. The, the different things. That was a ultimate like, pad. I love that. It was. The apartment was ultimate. It's I funny because it, it, there was so much. And that's why I loved it because I'm like, you're a kid. Mentally. He's a kid still. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to get? And I was surprised, I will say, though, because, yeah, th- there wasn't more video games. There was a pinball machine and a Pepsi machine. Yeah, why wasn't there a Pac-Man or a but Star again, Wars? Or like, We don't know what his budget was at the time. I'm sure he so, yeah. whatever it was, but we don't know what he got promoted to at that time. He probably time. got paid weekly. He blew that week's budget. Right. So, Vice president know. probably made a lot of money back then. But you got to love like the whole thing. Like, you don't play pinball. doesn't cost anything. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to pick it up to cost no money. You know, That's you pretty quarters. cool, man. That's pretty but cool. It is, it is awesome. Like, who wouldn't want that stuff? Like, you're watching this as an adult, even. You're like, That's I want a that. Good idea. I want that. <laughs> I was the on, only um, thing that scares me about his whole situation is those large windows next to that trampoline. Uh, that doesn't, well, it does. Yes. 
but it it does me control your it, shit. <laughs> Whatever you go, you go through that. Life is over. <laughs> oh yeah, it totally is. Because he's got a high oh, riser. See, I can't even like. I am not a trampoline fan. Uh, I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say I'm not a tramp fan, and I was gonna no. say we all know you are. <laughs> I am. Uh, no, that's my. That's one of my cutoffs. No trampolines ever. You don't do trampolines ever. No. I did back in the day. No, I'm saying like for me, for my kids, no, I would not ever. That's a veto. I'd be like, fuck no, not doing trampoline. Would you? Okay. When I was younger, I used to be a BMX racer and do all kinds of crazy jumps and stuff. How would you feel about that? About what? Your kid doing things. Like if he said, I want to be like Uncle Mike and race BMX bikes and jump and do tricks. If he's got like, remember um, Little Giants? Yeah. He's got the padding. Annexation like the of one. Puerto Rico. If he has the padding like the one kid. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm good with that. No. You know what's <laughs> funny? Oh, I got to tell you, random thing here, but we just watched that a couple weeks ago with him. I did not remember Devin Sawa was the quarterback. Oh, that, um, that she was into, the ice truck was yes. into? Icebox. Icebox, whatever. Sorry. From Final Destination in the stand. I was like, holy shit. Uh, no, no, no. You made me do that fucking movie. You say it. Yeah. What? You said Final Destination to stand. No, we did another movie with him in it. You made me fucking do that movie, and I had to rate it shitty. So you say it. Which one? Slackers, asshole. Oh, Slacker. You're a dick. That's a great movie. <laughs> you made me watch You're that. You're a dick. <laughs> so... Shut up, dick. Yeah, well... I'm not a dick, and You're but a dick. Uh, but Josh is kind of a dick, um, You're a dick. In, this, in this movie. But uh, before that, it, the Susan thing, I want to get into that for a second. All right. So they go to the party. She comes on pretty quick after he got promoted. Are we to believe that she is the cliche of sleeping your way to the top? Plus, in that limo. Who the fuck gets invulnerable vulnerable in the back of a limo with a guy they barely know? What is this? I I, I don't understand her. I don't know. I you know what? I, I have no answers for this. I honestly don't. This is like, and we'll get to stuff later about this. Well, yes, yeah, later on she lists off he lists off a laundry list of her exploits to get to the top, and she was only angry about one. Like, all we know about her <laughs> is she dated a douchebag. Hates her secretary. And dumps the douchebag for a 12-year-old that she didn't know was 12-year-old. Yeah. And Well, 13. He has a birthday. Got her to jump on a trampoline, not metaphorically, in real life. <laughs> so then you know there was a little exchange of decoder rings that glow in the dark i, that I just about it and i just don't understand her like her she i don't know she sleeps with with a lot of people it seems yeah to get to the top and then she Always becomes is. vulnerable is it is this vulnerable thing her trick to get people to kind of pull into her and know. then you know, and, oh God, this is like, 
this is a dive I don't even want to do because okay, we'll, we'll, some, we won't dive in it right now. I've already got some issues with this. But he gets into this relationship, and he starts actually doing the job, having a relationship, and doing yeah. things like that. Said, but when his birthday comes around, he does have a birthday party mm-hmm. at that Italian place, and this is where I have my generic, and I thought it should be yours, but here we go. Yeah. And that is when that weird-ass chef is out there doing that dough-tossing and eating. (laughs) Everyone handled it, and it was raw dough, and he had him throw it in his mouth, and he was eating it. How does that not your fucking generic? Um, Because I have a bigger generic. And at the party, when he spits out the beluga, how is that not your fucking generic? Now. Okay, I'm just saying, I've got two scenes. Well, hey, guess what? Dickhead, <laughs> pedophilia trumps spitting and eating hand-touched shit for my We'll generic. talk about what, what that is. But that's we have why a conversation. it's not my generic. <laughs> okay. okay, so read the next section. Jesus. McMillan. McMillan asks Josh to come up with proposals for a new toy, new line of toys. He is intimidated by the need to formulate the business aspects of the proposal, but Susan, the cougar, says that she will handle the business and while he comes up with ideas. Nevertheless, he feels pressured and longs for his old life. When he expresses doubt to Susan and attempts to explain that he is really a child, she interprets this as fear commitment on his part and dismisses his explanation. Typical woman. Yes. You're just scared. Um, you ain't 12. You're just scared. Yeah. Uh, so there's some things I want to go over. Before, I, I have a couple things. I'm going to do this out of order in my notes. Because, so eventually, he goes home with her, and she sleeps with him. Yes. Right? That happens. Okay. All right. Okay. So, but what I don't like about that, well, I do like what I do like about it is one. Let's remember that Susan does not know who he is. Right, she thinks it's a thirty-seven-year-old. So I'm not going to blame her. Look, and at, shame her for that. At this point, Penny Marshall is the only one that knows how old he is. Although I just had a revelation, but isn't this kind of like what guys say when they say she was asking for it because she dressed like that and looked old and older and stuff, like? Although he literally is older. No, this is <laughs> like, not at all it's, like it's that. Like, it's like an avatar for trying to say it was okay because they like act that. older. This I agree. I agree. like that. But my brain just thought that. Like, like wow. This that's is not at all like that. <laughs> but that being said, they have their... They, I like it when he turns the lights back on when she this turns is, them off. No, this is... You work at a company and look like you're 30 and you make more money than me. I'm going to assume you're over 18. Yes, that's correct. That's a good assumption. It's a good assumption, not a bad one. But that being said, I like it when she takes her thing blouse off and she turns off the lights, but he turns it back on because he's never seen what he's looking at. So yeah, (laughs) what every, every third, because at this point he had his birthday, every 13 year old boy would do this. You know, what's funny. This is where it's weird. Yeah. As a 13-year-old boy watching this movie, or 15, what have you. I was probably That's what I 13 was. to 14. Right, me too. 
that's why it's like you're watching it for different reasons. Back then you did. <laughs> and it, but this we'll talk about later. Okay, let me go into what I was going to say. Right. So he has the sex. The part I don't like, and it's not a generic, but the next day I'm never a fan of this trope of the high energy smiling guy after he had sex the night before. Like all of a sudden you're a new me. I swear I was imprinted with this because I thought back then that if I had sex for the first time, I was going to wake up invigorated and a new man. Like, like I was going to be someone different. Like the world will have changed. And I have a spoiler alert for all of you. That does not happen. <laughs> it just, does. You're, you're the same guy. You just had sex the night before. That's all. I don't know. So 500 days of summer. Good movie. Him coming out. Yeah. Looking in the reflection. Well, I mean, he feels better about himself, but that's different. It's different, but, but not this. Hi, everybody. Get me a black cup of coffee. Now (laughs) I'm an adult now. Uh, Well, I guess it, you know what? I guess it would be different because you didn't have sex for the first time when you were 12, did you? 13. He was 13. He had his birthday. You didn't have sex for the first time when you were 13, did you? I'm not going to talk about when I had my first sexual conquest. I know. 25, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, but without hey, all that, I just want to say- I. daughter? She's uh, 18. Why? And you're how old? You're saying that's the only time I ever had sex when I was I'm 29? I'm saying that's the first time. There was probably a second time, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, I just, here's the thing. I can't believe that I watched this and thought nothing about the age thing when I first saw it, though. Like, I like you said, though, it could have something to do with our age then. And your blinders, yes. Yeah, we had those blinders. Yeah. But, I, but, you know, it's just one of those things. I can't believe I watched it. But when you pull back and think of the 13-year-old boy inside of that man's body and a 30s woman, it's a little creepy. You know, just a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can't make this movie today. No, no. No, you can't. At all. He, and, and ultimately, because of where this section ends, like where he has, she thinks he has this fear of commitment, it it's not that he's just not emotionally ready to not be a kid anymore yeah. and have these things. He's just not there yet. You can, you can make this movie today. It's called freaky Friday. <laughs> like this can, this can happen for a day. No sex involved. That's about as far as you can go. You know, it's funny. We're going to do a body swap movie. This isn't a body swap movie though. This is just, you know, getting bigger and getting smaller. Right. You know, so yeah, it's a little different. It's more perspective swap than anything. Now I want to go on to, so I want to talk about this comic book idea. Yeah. I think it was ahead of its time and lame all at the same time. Yeah. Cause when I first watched this, I thought it was cool. I was like, Oh, is that going to be coming out? Like, is that because they mentioned it? And it never did because it was too early for that type of tech. Like it was just too early. It, and if they did make it, it would have been some second rate version. We didn't even get those weird little music things that you could plug into those kids were using until yeah. the two thousands. 
This was choose your own adventure. Yeah, like you push the thing yeah. and then on the screen and on the screen yeah. changes. So he was talking about basically a tablet having a program that just ran that one thing, but it's almost like a tablet, you know, and following the the story. And it makes you wonder if Josh had stayed an adult, what could he have invented? What yeah, what other Going back to being a kid, knowing what he knows now that, hey, you don't really have to do shit in the corporate world to make money. Now, yeah. when what, we get to the end of this, I do. I have those quite. We'll talk about that All bullshit. Right. We will talk about that right. bullshit. Right. But the idea itself, I thought was great, but it would have been lame if they tried to execute it. That's all. It's Yeah, it was. I mean, it's the, you know, you have those kind of books for kids. But, well, when you get to the bottom and you read, like, go to page one, whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Those were cool enough. I th- and and I'm guessing they didn't cost as much to make. What, $7 a unit and 20 bucks? <laughs> right. Uh, what, for what a kid. You think some kid's going to pay 30 bucks for a guy? Yeah, yeah. Josh learns from Billy that the Zoltar machine well, is now at now C- point I was Park. with you. And, and he leaves in the together. middle. What do you want? Did you want? What Let's are you doing together? Oh, you can't. You can't keep up with me. I'm too oh, good. Oh yes, I can. Ready? You go. can't do my cadence. Are you ready? Go. Josh learns from Billy that Zoltar machine is now at C Point Park, and he leaves in the middle of his presentation to McMillan and the other executives. Susan also leaves and encounters Billy, who tells her where Josh went at the park. Josh finds the machine, unplugs it, and makes a wish to become a kid again. He is then confronted by Susan, who, seeing the machine and the fortune it has given him, realizes that he was telling the truth, and she becomes despondent at realizing their relationship would end. He tells her that he enjoyed their time together and suggests that she use the machine to wish yourself younger, though she declines an offer to take him home. After sharing an emotional goodbye with Susan, Josh becomes a child again before reuniting with his family and Billy. And he can't keep up with me. I I have too much charisma for him. Because you fucking messed up a goddamn word. You didn't. Well, the one I. I, uh, Shut up. It was missing. I'll put it in there now if you can see it. It it just came in there, that word. Help now because we already (laughs) done that. Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh my gosh, there's so much, so much in this movie. After realizing that Mike is an idiot, Anthony continues on with the podcast against his own will and judgment. (laughs) There you go. All right. So I want you to tell the fact, or the six-pack here, and I will hit it, that Um, that it's both our six-pack. How about that? I will. I this was my six pack. You added it later and piggybacked off my shit, which is okay. No, I was going to do it. You just happen okay. to have it on here. So this is a six pack and a fun fact. All right. So Sea Point Park, where he makes his wish to be a kid again, is actually filmed on the boardwalk at Playland Park in Rye, New York. Now the significance here is Mike and I. Both went there. So this was three years ago when I first moved to New York. We went with our families for the day. Had no idea that this is where this was at until on our way home. We were looking it up 
and we found out, holy shit, that is where this was filmed. This blew our minds. Like legit. <laughs> Do you know like, why I looked it up shit? then? Are you kidding me? Huh. Do you know why I looked it up? Because when I watch, when you watch the movie Music and Lyrics, yeah, um, Hugh Grant is is told said he's going to go sing at Rise Playland. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that. And then when I looked up Rise Playland on there, it then said the other things that were in there. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And we were like, holy fuck. I was standing we're... where Tom Hanks done did stood. We did. <laughs> it was crazy. It was. It was. It, For it's people pretty... in New York and in this area, I know not as big of a deal, but it was to us because we aren't from here. I live in New York for right now. But I'm not from New York. This is a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I agree. So there are probably places in Ohio that they would come and find out a person was there and be like, oh my God. Right. So you're in Ohio. Yeah. Making a murderer was filmed there, I think, or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Ohio. This is Lane Avenue from Family Ties. Oh, Family Ties, though. I don't know where that was filmed, but... It was filmed in L.A., but it was based on being in Columbus, and they lived on Lane Avenue. They were Bengals fans. And they went to the Lane Avenue Mall. They were Bengals fans on Family Ties. Yes, so, so yeah, we have things, you know. We have famous people. We We had seven presidents. We had no idea. We were like, holy shit. So, my other thing was Playland, Fatal Attraction... Anybody oh, that movie that was in that. Yes, that was filmed there. The whole scene, the roller coaster scene, kidnaps the boy, takes him to the roller coaster. Oh, uh, but yeah, there was like a ton of like, and if you Wikipedia this Playland, it was a crazy. thing. There's like it's shot. There's a lot of stuff shot there. TV, music videos, movies, and mentions of it. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, ah, the, your brain doesn't work. Oh, John Hamm, Mad Men, Mad Men. Yeah. There's mention of it there too. Like a lot of shit. All right. So I want to get to the ending of this movie. Okay. Me too. I think it's a good ending. I do like once she believes the truth or understands the truth. And really, she understood it in the meeting when he left. Not she didn't, you know, wait to see the wish. She knew when she asked Billy at that time. Yeah. But her demeanor changed really quick once she learned he was a kid. Like she went from sexy time to mommy energy real fast. Uh, yeah. And I and I liked it that she did meet Billy briefly. And the thing is, though, when she meets him, but do you think Billy is going to get all the deets? On what happened there? No. Like, no. And when you think of him telling his hey. best bud, he did not. Oh, come on. Come on. Um, it gets weirder when you think no. of it that way, though. I'll say this. It, it does. But I will say, no, he does not. Why? couple reasons. Well, first of all, it, it's funny. Billy's reaction when she's like, I'm his girlfriend. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like he gave a <laughs> yeah. He was um, like, no, I. If I'm just saying like what would happen there, I do feel like Josh. No, he's taking that shit to the grave. 
<laughs> you know that I'm gonna have a I have a part of we're gonna talk about all this here in a second. All right. So all right. okay. Now <laughs> let me see. Okay, so uh the goodbye in the car, like it said, he offers her to wish to be his size. And I don't say age because that isn't how this works, right? Like she'd be smaller, but her brain would be thirty five. Like she'd have all the shit she knows. But she is wise enough to know that is implausible. Like he didn't think this. Where would she live? Because it's not like she can't go back to parents like he could. Because he right. went up. He didn't right. go back. She'd be going back. And where would you go? She'd be stuck in the system. She'd be in right. trouble. Right. That would be that'd be some shit. But but that being said, if you were able to take what you know at 35 and be able to start at 13 again, that I don't know. But you'd still oh. have all the emotional scars. I know. <laughs> it's awful. Like- be like i start back at 13 and be like just waiting for bitcoin just waiting (laughs) oh man yeah just waiting waiting (laughs) just waiting oh now here's the thing now that he knows that this thing works like he knows zoltar works Mm -hmm. don't you think he could have gamed the system a little and what I mean is, is like, wish to be yourself again. Wish to be your size. But how about wishing to be a wealthy kid? not Or well-endowed or athletically gifted. No. So, no. no. So, so, if you, that, 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 so this brings me to this. If you had your shot at Zoltar at 13, what was your wish? At 13. Let me first, let's fix this train wreck here. It's not a train wreck. It is for what you're saying. He went back to it. At that point, that in any movie where you get wishes or anything goes bad, you're like, this is where you straight up wish, just make it the way Zoltar it Zoltar didn't do anything bad to him. No, he no, did saying, the bad to himself. I'm saying this is where you just wish, make it back the way it was, because that's what I want. And that's how I was happy. I realize it now. That's the whole point of the movie. Nah. Get me back to where I was. Give me the money and give me my age. See, me and Billy are going to be playing with that. I'm answering that. Listen, here's your problem. That truck that's 59.95. Here's your problem. You would fuck up a Zoltar machine because you would wish for stupid shit and it would backfire. No. Oh, yes. We see it works. No. Listen. You are Biff with the almanac. Biff was pretty successful until they took it from him at the right timeline. The whole timeline. city was burning down. But he you was would, fine. In Biff's you, world, it was okay. No, you would be Biff with the almanac. <laughs> this, this is, you would, that's, that's the, the route you would choose. Whatever. I'm just saying. You'd be like, yeah, I want to win all of this. I want to do this. And yeah. I want to buy the police. And guess <laughs> what? I don't care about anything else. I burned down a Taco Bell and fuck y'all. But yeah. here's the thing. When you were 13, what would your wish have been if you could make a wish with Zoltar? Samantha Fox? I don't know. <laughs> that would be awful. She was barely a blip. <laughs> you get. When I was 13? No. Yes. No. She was washed up by then. No, she wasn't when I was 13. Yes, for you. I mean, what, you was born in 78? I told you the first porno mag I ever had was Samantha Fox on the cover. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted a porn princess as your thing. Okay. As at 13, I, if, give me one wish off the top of my head at that age. Probably. At 13, at that time, I would have probably wanted to have the Browns win the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> Guess what? Was... I think I would win that. Because they went to the AFC Championship that year. You know, that you. Was... You what? Browns. You, so you get the Browns to win the Super Bowl, and I get Samantha Fox in her prime. Yeah, but which one's still around and didn't even win the Super Bowl? That's all I'm saying. One still gives me joy. Yours doesn't. Um, <laughs> the Browns give you joy. Unless you still have that magazine, I guess. I guess. I don't know. We're getting a whole new thing here because this is weird. The Browns give you joy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watch football. It makes me happy. Okay, so... Here's the thing. Anyway, I have a I have a couple I don't things. Go there, but okay. Um and I'm going to I'm going to hit my generic another generic here. Here we go. And that is the that at the end of this we don't get the payoff on Josh's comic book idea. Um he should have had they should have had a few months later scene with him and Billy excitedly handling one or looking at one. You know no. like we should have had like him seeing know. his fruits like you know i don't know about that because he would not have reaped any benefits from it but it that does actually it's kind of funny now that i think about it does he get any residuals from anything because his name and his info is still in the company whose fucking social security number did he use right his (laughs) is a locker combination plus 12 he used it yes and he pledged every day. So <laughs> they've got all that in there. Where's <laughs> Who does that it go money to? going to? He's probably at this point got social security set up. Yeah. Retirement, <laughs> pension. I don't know. That's a good question though. What the hell happened to his adult self? But then if you think about it this way, well, he used the fake, social so i guess that's not. what i'm saying everything is but, everything is whack back then but, you didn't get your social at birth right. you but, waited longer but what happens to him as he gets older and starts using that name and his other info that he is used on job app- applications it's like hey this is me i did not pledge every day i don't know but who i did invent is. this this uh toy <laughs> i will say um when you were talking about the what happened to, I would like to know what happened to him. Well, I have some uh, here. All right, I have some here, in, in which my my whole uh, generic leads me to this. Do you think Big the Fallout would have been a better movie, or heck, even a ten episode Netflix series about the aftermath and how nuts life was? Because he has so many questions about what happened to him, his captors, you know. And, and which are fantasy really um, where he was um, and her with her strange guilt and knowledge of the whole incident. She knows, and she has to carry that guilt and can't share like there has, there is real emotional trauma in this. And Billy, Billy himself is going to be fucked up from this. I think I'm saying it's, that would have been an interesting movie. Big, the aftermath. I, no, I will say I could, if they were, ever gonna reboot this or do a sequel it's kind of what you're saying right now right 
Yeah, what they should do is do a thing um, where they interview each of the people. Now, be- <laughs> I would say, if you were ever going to reboot this or do a sequel or a miniseries, I would call it small. Why? To see what happened to them. Because I feel like... Yeah. A lot of things that that fantasy type of world they went through did not turn out the same way. Would have been smaller. Okay, you know I get it. Like, I just think the aftermath would have been interesting. Like, think of you know the, the like, thing is he was missing for six weeks, right? And then all of a sudden he shows up. Those police are going to want to well, look around and th- find. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like when you watch that movie, and you're like, "Oh, that's so amazing that that happened to somebody." Nobody's going to believe it. You know but I mean? they're going to believe that Josh was captured, taken to that weird 15-foot ceiling place, and she was the one who did it because she's the only other person who knows. That's what I'm saying. Like, if anything, <laughs> you're going to call the show small because it didn't end well for any of you. No, didn't end well for anybody. So um, I've got to... If this yeah. was found out, it's like you were an adult for a couple weeks. Nobody, there's no proof. Nobody believes it. You made up your social. So what happens to you after that? Yeah. Small. It went from big to small. Yeah. <laughs> You're on crack. Oh. But I got it. I want to add, do one more fact before you do a generic. Since it was at the end of the film, after Susan discovers Josh's real age, Marshall insisted that Elizabeth Perkins kiss him on the forehead instead of the lips because in the original script she was supposed to kiss supposed to kiss him on the lips no but uh penny marshall made great choices <laughs> she did by not casting not leaning into that <laughs> are you are you ready for your generic casting deborah winger and turning the tables <laughs> are you ready ready to do your generic here you yes. have <laughs> So this is both of our generics, I think. Sure. Correct. The sex, the whole sex part relationship. That's, ah, it's so screwed up. And I watched it as a kid. It was totally different. Now as a parent, as an adult in general, it's so messed up. And I'm like, this movie is so great in so many ways. I do love this movie, but with that part of it, it makes it so fucking weird. I, I can't, I still can't believe it gets 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't. I can. It's a great movie, but when you have that sex scene, that implied sex scene. In well, it, because we have to, we have to be in, if you're in the uh, mindset of the characters, it's Okay. Because she thinks it's a 30-something-year-old man. If she would have done it after that. figuring out he was a 13-year-old kid, that's worse. I but get be- uh, I get But that. I understand the emotional part of it. It is. So I totally get that. But I'm like, it's still like when you watch it as an adult, yeah. I think part of my biggest problem with this is like not the difference how i viewed it then and now but knowing that happened in that movie it existed 
It was there. <laughs> and how many people overlooked it back in the day when it came out? Yeah. That's kind of my big bugaboo about that, it. That, yeah, well. Like, what the we, fuck? Nobody complained about it back then? Because it was okay. Oh, wait. Sorry, it was okay, because, you know, we had... Look who's talking and talking babies and shit. And everything was all good. <laughs> everything was fucked up. In well, the world. fucking fine. Shit was fucked up. It's okay. Guess what? Hey, bud, sissy. Nice to meet you guys. Bam. <laughs> cool movies. It's fine. You do whatever uh, you want. Yes, I you can. <laughs> Are you ready to rate this thing up? I don't know if I am, but okay. All right. What the fuck so, happened? So we've had some technical difficulties, so Anthony's right. going to sound a little bit different, but he's going to give his review. I am technically inclined to love this movie, but I can't stand it for some reasons, and I don't know what else to say. I give it a 19. It's a really great movie, but it's got some fucked up shit. <laughs> ah, Yes. I guess it's safe to say that I do love this movie. I mean, I love a lot about it. I love Tom Hanks' performance. It's responsible for really putting Hanks on the map the way he is today. It, it, putting him in my crosshairs, because before that, he was in things, but nothing that like really captured my imagination like this. And after this movie, it was like you had season tickets to everything he did. Yeah, there's a questionable relationship, but I honestly don't care as much as he does. The piano scene alone is so iconic and along with Hank's performance that I have to give this one 24 cans. Big, big score for big. Where's that you know, put us? That puts us, that puts you above pedophilia for sure. She never was a pedophile because it just still makes it weird. Hey, remember your mic sounds weird because you're technical bullshit. So don't yell too much. 21.5. So um, what's uh, what what would be close to that? I mean, I don't even know if there's anything. My mic's already fucked up. You want me to keep talking? <laughs> Just give us one movie that's near it or above it or below it. Batman 89 is 20.75. Wow. Yeah, I'd say these are those are pretty, pretty much. Clerks 21.25. Yeah, makes sense. So there we go. All right. Okay. And so I apologize for the mic issues, everybody. I broke something apparently or something broke. He he was trying to, to, to do a little clap action and accidentally clapped his mic. It, it was funny to watch from my angle, but the aftermath is real. So we would like to That's thank it. you for listening. We also encourage you to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and comments and all that stuff. Remember, you can go to our website, sodapopcultureclub.com for all things related to the show, including your chance to make movie suggestions. And our episode schedule is there as well. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we do have that Twitch channel. Now we want to give you a little tease as to what next week's movie may be. See if you can guess what it is. One hot piece of ass. <laughs> no, you haven't. 
That's, yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> As always, well, we'd like thank you for listening. <laughs> no, you didn't. So are you are you they ready? Got uh, it on. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say? No, I'm done until I get a new microphone. <laughs> you better have it real quick. Uh, thanks, guys.